0: Hey, Dada, how do you start a business?
1: That's a good question.
2: I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I, don't,
0: I don't understand. Understand Life.
1: This is the Understand Life podcast
0: where we are helping you turn life into lessons.
1: I'm your host, Leonard Neiman, and with me today I have...
0: Alyssa Neiman And... Malcolm Neiman.
1: And today we are going to be talking about starting a business. There are so many directions I could take this, but I'm going to assume that you are thinking about for you, yourself. If you wanted to start a business, say when you're in high school, then how would you do that, is that right?
0: Sure. I was also kind of thinking even right now.
1: Okay, sure. Like, now or soon. Yeah. Let's start with understanding what a business is from a legal perspective, and then what it really is. Okay? Sure. In the U.S., there is a process to become an official business, and this process is actually pretty straightforward. It really just involves filing some paperwork with your state to indicate that you are doing business as a certain entity.
0: What do you mean by a certain entity?
1: That's just whatever you're calling your business.
0: Like Father and Son Website Co?
1: Yeah, correct. That's a business that you've talked about having the two of us try to start, right? Yeah. And if we did and wanted it to legally be a business, then we would have to file some paperwork to indicate that we are doing business as Father and Son Website Co. Because it's called doing business as, this is sometimes referred to as a DBA, doing business as, DBA. That's the acronym for it. There are a lot of different business entity types, such as S-Corps, C-Corps, LLCs, partnerships, sole proprietorships, and more. We're not going to get into that in this podcast, because I don't think that's an area you really care about. Am I correct? Not really. Well, suffice it to say, from a legal standpoint, if you want to have a company, it's pretty straightforward. You file some paperwork with the state, and then they will give you an EIN number, which stands for an Employer Identification Number. And armed with that, you can go and get a bank account in that business entity's name, get insurance, sign contracts, and generally do any business in that entity's name. Does that make sense? Yeah. As mentioned, there's some nuances and decisions that get made on that paperwork, and those decisions result in different legal requirements in order to keep the business legally in compliance. But okay, I'm getting off in the weeds.
0: Okay, so I would just file some paperwork and boom, I've got a business.
1: Well, from a legal perspective, yeah, that's it. Cool.
0: Cool. Okay,
2: I hope you learned something today, because the <laughs> no, no, more no, no, you wait. know, the more you grow. <laughs> okay, now, okay. Alyssa. Stop. And Leonard. <laughs> Out.
1: <laughs> Great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I think what Alyssa was really getting at is what does it really take to start and run a business? Is that correct?
0: Yeah. If I want to make a business, I don't know what to do.
1: Well, there aren't a lot of requirements. It's not like getting a job or getting into college. When you make a business, you make the rules. There's no one there to tell you that you're doing it wrong. And that's both a blessing and a curse. Because people can run their business however they want.
2: But they can also not run it well.
1: That's correct. A lot of people make mistakes or things that they could have done better and learn the hard way on what is the best way to, to do things in business because there's nobody there to tell them not to do it that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, let's start with, what is the point of a business?
0: Um, there are many reasons why someone would make a business.
1: Okay, well, why would you want to start one?
0: To make money, question mark, question mark, question mark.
1: <laughs> yes, generally speaking, the goal of a business is to make money. And not only revenue, but a profit. Do you know the difference between those two Yes, things?
2: revenue is when you get money, but profit is when you get your money that you spent on it, And more.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. You got it. Revenue is the money that you bring into your business from customers, and then profit is what's left over after you subtract all your expenses from that revenue.
2: Yeah, that's what I said.
1: Great. Let's use an example. Suppose that you bought a pack of gum for $2, and it has 14 sticks in it. If you sell the gum to your friends, by the stick for a quarter each, how much revenue will you receive?
2: You would receive... $3.50.
0: $350.
1: Correct. Fourteen times twenty-five cents is three fifty. If you do not have any other expenses besides buying that gum in the first place, then what is your profit?
2: A dollar fifty.
1: Exactly. So that's the difference between revenue and profit, right? Yep. Okay. So the goal of a business is to make a profit, not just revenue, right?
2: Because then your time is worthless.
1: If you don't make any profit. Yes. Yes. And in most businesses, there are a lot of expenses besides just what you pay for the items. Costs that go directly into your product, like in this case purchasing the gum, is called the cost of goods sold. It's often abbreviated C-O-G-S, or COGS.
2: Does that have anything to do with pogs?
1: No. COGS is just all of the costs that go into creating that actual product, but not the costs of running your business in general. Does that make sense? Yeah. A lot of naive business owners think that their cogs is gonna be their only expense. In the example above, your cogs per pack was two dollars, right? And your total revenue was three fifty. Suppose you could make these sales time after time after time. Does that sound profitable? Yeah. That $1.50 per pack that we talked about is called your gross profit. It's the profit that you have after deducting your cogs but before you deduct any other expenses. Let's talk a little bit about some other standard expenses in a business. Maybe not yours, but maybe it would be in yours. Likely the reason that you would be able to charge more for that gum when you sell it is because of the location. You're offering it for sale at maybe school or somewhere else where your friends want to buy it, instead of having to go to the store. Yeah?
2: Yeah, Yeah. sure.
1: In that case, maybe you don't have a lot of costs for getting the gum from the store, to that place where you're selling it because you are going to be at both locations anyway.
2: Yeah, maybe.
1: But in most businesses, that's not the case. There's some cost associated with moving the good from one place to another.
2: Is That, that time?
1: Yes, exactly. It could be the cost of gas for shipping it, or it could be the cost of having a person do it, and you have to pay them for their...
0: Time. Time.
1: Yeah. That's the biggest expense for most businesses, other than COGS, is time. And this is true whether you're talking about your own time or that of an employee. A good business is paying everyone, including the owners, a reasonable hourly rate for their time. And then, if it's a good business, it will still have a profit left over after that. In the gum example, suppose that in order for you to be able to sell a pack's worth of sticks a day, you don't need to do anything special. But in order to sell, say, 10 packs a day, you'd need to hire a salesperson that's always available in a certain location for other people to come and buy there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. How much could you pay this person to do your sales for you and still be happy about it?
2: Um, $15, I yeah. would say.
1: You think $15 a day? I'd say $1.50. <laughs> $1.50 a day?
2: I'd say $15.
1: Okay. Well, maybe, maybe it's one of those or somewhere in between. Let's t- t- do some math and figure it out. If you don't hire a salesperson, you're doing it yourself, spending no time at all, gets you one pack per day sold, and what was your profit again on that?
0: $1.50.
1: Yes. Now, if paying a salesperson means that your gross profit goes up by a factor of 10, so you can sell 10 packs instead of one, then what would your new gross profit be?
0: $15.
2: Exactly what you're paying them.
1: Okay. So, if you're paying them, Malachi, that $15, are you getting any extra profit?
2: No, so that's the right way to go.
1: (laughs) Probably not. If you want to be a long, sustaining business, you probably need to make some additional profit for each of your employees. Partially because now you're getting a gross profit of $15 by hiring that person. But what was your gross profit before you hired that person?
0: $1.50.
1: Yes. Now, what was your net profit, though, after hiring that person, if you pay him $15 a day? Zero. Yeah, and what was your net profit before?
2: One fifty.
1: Yeah. So is that better?
2: Yes. That's the route we should go.
1: You you want to make less money?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No. <laughs> no. Right. You're trying to increase your net profit, not just your gross profit. But before paying that person, in, how much are you increasing your net profit?
2: By thirteen dollars and fifty cents.
1: Yes. Correct. Thirteen fifty a day. But. Let's say, likely, you will have to spend a little bit of your time to buy now 10 times the amount of gum in the first place. You might have to put a little bit more of your own capital in to purchase that gum, and you're going to have to you know spend time to get that to that person and manage that person a little bit. Does that make sense? So you're spending a little bit more time in order to get that extra revenue of $13.50 a day.
2: Wait, if I was selling 10 packs a day, but they were $2 each... And I was getting fifteen dollars that day. That would mean just to pay for the product, it would be twenty dollars. No. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Okay, you're mixing up lots of different numbers. Okay, so each pack costs how much? Two dollars. If we buy and sell ten packs a day, how much is our Cogs? Fifteen. No, it was two dollars per pack. Oh, twenty. Twenty dollars for Cogs. Now your revenue was how much per pack?
2: Fifteen dollars.
1: No, per pack.
2: Oh, 150. No. 350.
1: Yes, 350 per pack. So if you are buying and selling 10 packs a day, how much is your revenue per day?
2: $35.
1: Correct. So $35 in revenue, your cogs was how much again?
2: $20.
1: And so that means that your gross profit will be
2: $15.
1: Correct. If you're selling 10 packs a day. What was your gross profit when you were selling only one pack a day?
2: 150.
1: Yes. So, how much more of a gross profit are you getting by selling those extra nine packs?
2: 10 times.
1: Because you're only selling an extra nine packs.
2: Nine times.
1: Yeah, which is what?
2: 1350.
1: Yes. If you paid your employee 1350 in order to increase your sales by that much, what would happen to your net profit?
2: It would be the same.
1: It would be the same, yes. But you have to do a little bit more because you're putting more money into buying more product, right? And you have to manage that employee to some extent, right? And so you're doing more than just nothing because before what you said was you just bought gum when you happened to be at the store. You sold it when someone happened to want something. You weren't really spending any time in order to do one pack a day. Now to do 10 packs a day, you are spending some of your time. So if it doesn't increase your net profit at all, is that a good idea? No. No. Let's say that the extra time it would take for you to manage that employee and do all that stuff we talked about means that you need to get paid about $2 a day to make it worth it. Okay? Okay. Can we just say that? Yeah. Okay. And let's say that because you're spending the extra capital, you know, to buy that extra gum every day that you need to get an extra, I don't know, let's say 50 cents in profit in order to compensate you for that additional risk of having to put up more money in the first place. Does that make sense?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Then, how much could you really pay for that employee?
0: Less than $13.50. $15 minus $1.50 fifty minus $2 minus 50 cents equals $11.
1: Yes. So if you have to pay that employee $11 to do the job, it is theoretically worth it for you to do it, but it also isn't really increasing the profit of the business by much. So how much would you really like to pay that employee?
0: Like $5 a day?
1: Yeah, that would make sense. You're essentially splitting the profit then with that employee. Though if you're paying them $5 a day, then you're getting the other $6 a day.
2: I'd say six or seven per day. I feel like the employee should get a little bit more since they are doing the work.
1: Yeah, a lot of people feel that way. The target for most companies is a net profit of 10 to 20% of revenue. How much revenue per day are we talking about again? If there's 10 packs of gum
2: sold? $35.
1: Yeah, so what's 10 to 20% of $35? $350
2: $350 to $7.
1: Now, the $11 we were talking about already had $2 of profit built in, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The $150 from the first pack we could sell on our own, plus an extra $0.50 because we were buying so much gum.
1: Correct. So getting an additional $5 would be on the high side, but maybe possible in some businesses. Now, what do you think? About how much are you probably going to be able to pay that employee?
0: I think $6 or $7 a day makes sense. Yeah. The less the better, but
2: that makes sense.
1: Bingo. From a business's perspective, the less the better, assuming they will still get the same output from that employee. But do you think that that's a good assumption?
2: It depends who the employees. Is.
1: That is true. In general, do you think that if you pay your employees one thing versus paying them significantly more, do you think that they're going to do just as good of work?
2: I think they might do slightly better if they got paid more.
1: Yeah, sometimes that happens. People do not always work harder just because they get paid more, but there is some correlation between paying your employees more and having them be happier and doing a better job. All else being constant. Of course, all else never is constant, but anyway, I'm getting off track. Your question was about how to start a business, right? In the broadest of senses, what we just went through, that's how you start a business. What did we do?
0: Nothing. We sat on a couch and talked about things.
1: Yup, that's true. And it brings up a point, which I've told you guys before, that it isn't what you think up that matters as much as the actions you take that really matter, right?
2: Mhm. Yeah. But weren't you just talking about how businesses sometimes get in trouble because they didn't do enough thinking ahead?
1: Yes, exactly. It's the actions we take that matter, but an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Have you heard that before? No. Okay, just listening to it, what do you think that means?
0: That it is easier to prevent something than to fix it later?
1: Yes, and so in the case of a business, a good founder will have done all the thinking and calculations up front to determine how much he has to sell the product for in order to pay both COGS and wages and other expenses in order to still make a profit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Great. Thanks for that tangent, Alyssa.
0: My pleasure.
1: In the end, it's not identifying a good product that really matters. It's actually doing the work to create the business. Doing those actions. What are those actions that we've already touched on?
2: Well, in a legal stance, it's to basically just do some paperwork.
1: Yep, that's one thing.
2: But you also have to think ahead and figure out what you're going to do. Before you do it.
1: Okay, and then what is it that you have to do as a business?
2: Make profit.
1: Okay, in this scenario about the gum, what was the first thing that you would have to do in your actual execution of the business? So not thinking about it, but you want to buy gum and sell gum and make money off of gum. What do you need to do? Buy gum. Yeah, that's the first step, right?
2: Then you need to get customers.
1: Sure. How are you going to do that?
2: By finding the price that people are willing to pay for it.
1: Yes, that's correct. What is that called, finding the price?
2: It's called finding the price. (laughs) Sure.
1: It's called market research. So you do some market research somehow in order to figure out what price people are willing to pay. Yeah. Yep. Now, you bought the gum as a pack at a store. Are you selling it as a pack at a store? No. What are you doing?
2: You are selling it somewhere else as one stick.
1: Yes, and so that's called transform and transport. Different business models do the transporting or the transforming to a different degree. Some do very little transporting, and others do absolutely no transforming, but every business has to do some kind of transforming or transporting in order to create a value add. If they're offering the exact same product at the exact same place for a higher price, is anyone going to buy it?
2: No. Nope.
1: Generally not. There's actually exceptions there, but we're not going to get into that. As a general rule, there's doing some kind of transforming or transporting. Now, that... Transformation could be a lower quantity, like we were talking about with the gum. One stick versus the whole pack, right? Or a different location, which we also talked about with the gum. Or it could be because you change it in another way. Traditional manufacturing companies is where a business takes multiple inputs and then produces something completely different, which it can then sell for significantly more than the cost of goods sold. It could also be a service, which costs way less to pay your people to do it than it would cost for someone to do it themselves because you have equipment, or processes, or whatever. Okay, then assume that we were paying someone, say $6 a day or so, to sell the gum, then what do we need to do next in your process?
2: Give the gum to that person, I guess.
1: Yeah, now when we first formed the business, do we have that person yet? No. So what do we need to do?
0: Find an employee.
1: Yep, if it makes sense to do so, some businesses do not hire any employees because it doesn't make financial sense to do so. But let's say from an operation standpoint, we already have that person lined up, and then you were correct in the first place. That What's that next step?
2: Giving the gum to the employee.
1: And then what's next after that?
2: Having them sell it.
1: Yep. And?
2: Giving the gum to the person. Making the trade.
1: Yeah. And then what?
2: They
0: eat it?
1: Not the gum. What else happens on the business side? So your salesperson got some money for the gum.
0: The salesperson has to give you that money.
1: Correct. Okay, so what did we just define there for selling gum? I don't know. A business process. All good businesses have processes for how things will work. Who will buy the gum? Who will transport it? Who will sell it? Who will do the hiring or the firing? How much are we going to sell the gum for? How much are we going to buy it for? Also, you mentioned how are we going to do the marketing for that? How are we going to do that market research? You talked about that, right? Et cetera, et cetera. All so that we can deliver that gum consistently to our customers and make money. Mm-hmm. In the end, a business is just a set of processes that are consistently executed. Sometimes those processes require a lot of active thought by the participants, and sometimes they don't. But either way, a business is really just a set of activities that are always done in order to generate revenue. A well-run business generates not only revenue, but also... Profit. So the big key to building a business is that you identify an opportunity where you can get something for one price, and someone is going to be willing to pay a higher price for it because you either transform and or transport it. Yes? Yep. Whether you're selling a good or a service, if you don't offer a value add in some way, then people will not purchase your product. Before you build the business, you need to validate that people will be willing to pay more than it costs you to create that value add. If your raw COGS is more than the price people are willing to pay, you can never have a successful business, right? Yeah. But just because the price people are willing to pay is more than your COGS, does that mean you can have a successful business?
2: No, no.
1: Not necessarily, because the second step is to create a process for that good or service to be able to be delivered for less than your gross profit. Remember, your gross profit was your revenue minus your COGS. If you can't create processes for delivering it for less than that gross profit, then what is your net profit gonna be? Less. Yeah, less than...
0: Less than zero. zero.
1: Yeah, is that good? Is it good if you have a business that has a negative profit?
0: Yeah! (laughs) The answer is no.
1: Right. So these processes have to include everything for your business. In the US, we have to pay taxes. That means we have to do some accounting and other tax preparation. So that counts as costs as part of the process of delivering the product. Essentially though, that's it. As a business owner, you have a lot of leeway on exactly what those processes are and how you deliver your product. You know, of course there's some things that are illegal and obviously you don't wanna do that. But generally speaking, business owners have a large amount of leeway. And so as long as you can find something that people are willing to pay for that costs less than your COGS and all your other business expenses put together, then you can make a...
0: Business.
1: Yeah, because the business will make a...
0: Profit. profit.
1: Correct. So let's review. What does it take to make a successful business?
0: So you need to have a product where people are willing to pay more for it than what it costs for you to get it, right? Right.
1: Yeah, but not just for you to get the product, because that's your COGS, but also what?
0: For you to get it to them.
1: Yeah, which is that your cost for all your what?
0: Processes.
1: Yes. So you need to find a product, which could be either a good or a service. Goods are, you know, physical items. Obviously, services aren't. But a product where people are willing to pay more than your total cost for both the COGS and your processes to deliver that. Does that make sense?
2: Yep, Yeah. Is that really it, though?
1: Yeah, essentially. Now, there are a lot of costs that business owners have to take into account. The biggest one, as I mentioned, is the cost for labor, i.e. employees, which includes both their salary and also benefits and maybe payroll expenses, but there are also a lot of other expenses. What else can you think of? Think about large companies. Maybe not something you'd start in, say, now or high school, but, like, big companies. What are some of the expenses that they need to think about?
2: Well, the product, for a start.
1: Yep. Cost of goods sold. We already talked about that. What else? Equipment. Yep.
2: And you may also want to spend some money on advertisements. Yep.
1: Advertising. Yep. Or marketing, right? And more generally. Yeah. Advertising is a portion of marketing. What else? Training. Yes. Correct. Part of your process is, if you have employees, is you have to have a process to train your employees so that they know what it is that they need to do to fulfill all your other processes, right? Yeah. What else?
0: Um, insurance?
1: Yes, insurance is a thing.
0: Uh, transportation?
1: Yes, transportation costs. Think of a big business. You're going to go to a business, where are you going?
0: To a building.
1: Yeah, so what's the cost?
0: For a building.
1: Yup, which could be if they, they might own the building or more likely they do what?
2: Rent a building.
1: Yes, so there's the cost for rent, but in general the building. And then when you have a building, what else do you have to pay for? We have to pay for it here in our house as well
2: insurance.
1: Insurance, that's true. Heat? Heat? Yep. Air
2: conditioning.
1: Or yep, air conditioning. You all the utilities, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Heat, gas, electricity. Oh, okay, any others that you can think of? Nope. Okay. A few others that you didn't mention are costs for IT, like computers. Most businesses have some amount of computers or other technology, internet access, etc. Collections, depending on your business model, sometimes people don't pay and you need to take them to collections. We already mentioned before accounting. Um, we touched a little bit on legal, like doing legal paperwork. And, of course, there's your HR processes. Like we talked about training and, in general, how you're going to hire employees. And then, finally, there's maintenance. That could be maintenance of the building, of the equipment, of the whatever. Those are some of the expenses that we talked about. So, isn't that a lot? Mm,
2: yeah. Come yeah. Kind <clears> of <throat> is.
1: It kind of is, right? And that's the reason why a lot of businesses struggle at the beginning is because there are a lot of things that you have to take into account and think about, and in order to be profitable, you need to have more revenue than not just your cogs, but also...
2: All of your expenses.
1: Yeah, all those other expenses. And is that sometimes difficult? Yeah. Sometimes.
2: Well, I hope you learned something, because the more you know, the The more more you grow. grow. Malachi, Alyssa,
1: and Leonard, out. out.
2: Thanks for listening. We've already had people ask what they can do to help us. Right now, the number one thing we need is listeners. So that means having you continue to listen, which I hope you just want to do because you liked it, and telling others about the podcast. That is what we want most of all. But
0: if you're looking to help us out financially, that would be really, really awesome. You can do that by becoming our patron at Patreon. For those of you who hadn't heard of Patreon, it's a website that helps us as creators to engage with our supporters and receive your financial support. You can get there by going to patreon.com/understandlife. patreon.com slash understand life. That's patreo dot slash all one word understand life. Thank you so much for your support.
1: (laughs) Also, if you're telling people about the podcast and they don't know how to listen to podcasts, you can have them go to our new website, understandlifepodcast.com. That will redirect them to our old website, which is leonardnieman.com slash podcast. Anyone can listen to the episodes there, and we'll let you know other ways to listen too. Suppose that you bought a pack of gum for $2.
2: And it has 14 sticks in it. If you seal okay, the gum stop. to your friends.
1: If you steal the gum? Seal. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: I missed that one. Okay. Is that supposed
0: to be share? Sell. It's
1: supposed to be sell. Okay. Can we, can we do it for real? Good?
0: Wait. How do you spell sell? S-E-L-L. It's, it's not S-E-E-L.
1: Okay. Great.
2: You would receive $3. 15 cents. $1.50. Nope. No.
0: $3.50. <laughs>
1: yes, you're so fast.
0: <laughs> <I know>. Wow. <laughs> Starting to wonder if you can actually do math in your right. head. I
1: can't. G S, or COGS.
0: Does that have anything to do with POGS?
1: No. It doesn't? It doesn't. Not that I'm aware of.
2: Maybe same shape. Circle coins are circled too.
1: I don't know. I mean so <laughs> Thanks for that tangent, Okay.
0: You're that was, welcome. That was Alyssa, actually. Was it it a Alyssa? Line.
1: Yeah, okay. Thanks for that tangent, Alyssa.
0: My pleasure. Um insurance?
1: Yep, you're looking at the list.
0: <laughs> yes I am.
1: <laughs> Why don't you just think about what you could come up with?
0: Build a building.
1: Nope. Rent rent is the answer
2: Rent a building. Yes. Also, Alyssa, um, it's, it's this month, but whatever. You said, I hope you learned something this week. I understand <laughs>